Well, praise the Lord and good day, everyone. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the studio at Crossway Church, and we're getting ready for just a great time in the Lord in a Bible study that we've been doing uh, titled The Secret and the Fear of the Lord. This will be part 10 today. And so you can go ahead and grab your Bibles and get ready to uh, read with us and, and study with us and take some notes along the way and look back when we're done. And <clears throat> I promise you the Lord is going to reveal truth and attempt to impart truth into the hearts of those who have spirit-taught hearts, those who desire to learn the word of truth, <coughs> who have a love for truth. So again, get your Bibles. And uh, before we dig in this morning, just let me remind you uh, that we do have a YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Everything we do is uploaded there. The worship services, you can watch live there, but the Monday morning and Friday morning teaching sessions, uh, the cross time with Pastor Curtis, they're always uploaded to the YouTube channel after uh, we broadcast live on the Crossway Church Queen City, Texas Facebook page, which is what you're watching right now if you're watching us. So be sure and go to the YouTube channel and uh, check out the worship services. And, and again, sessions such as these on Monday and Friday, they get uploaded to the YouTube channel after we're done. So also, I don't hardly ever mention, but there is a an app you can get on your smartphone. It's called the Spreaker app, not speaker, but Spreaker. That's with an R. And our channel on the Spreaker app is for those who have ears to hear. And it's all audio. And the messages on our channel go back all the way probably to 2015. That's when we started using Spreaker. And when I go and minister anywhere, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, even right now, these sessions, they're all in audio form on that Spreaker app. And again, our channel is for those who have ears to hear. <clears throat> or you can simply type my name in, Curtis Hutchinson, and find uh, our channel that way. Also, uh, I have uploaded a couple of commentaries in ebook form to the website, which is thecrosswaychurch.com. You can click on the store icon and it'll bring you into the store and you can go to the gift products and under that there's ebooks and there are two ebooks. The one uh, is Let's Talk About Righteousness that you can also uh, purchase uh, that's in paperback form, but you can now get it in ebook form where you can download it and then put it in your Kindle reader or whatever type of reader that you have. And the other commentary is Romans chapters one through four. I put it in, in the store recently uh, as an ebook. So you can download it and then add it to your reader. And we're trying to, before I uh, put any more in there, we're trying to get some things worked out in all that. So just be patient with us, but enjoy what you will. The Lord's offering to you. We're just thankful for all of you who are walking with us and learning to be determined to know nothing other than Christ and him crucified from Genesis through the great book of Revelation. Also, one more thing. <clears throat> we mail 10 expositor study Bibles, the whole Bible, not the New Testaments, the whole Bible, it costs $40 per Bible, and we mail 10 
of those every week. I work those up on Monday at my desk and we mail them out. And so again, that's 10 a week, $40 per Bible, 520 Bibles a year. Uh, so I encourage you, go to the text to give and uh, on, the, on the number 903-231-5950 and put your information in there. One of the options is Bibles to Inmates and help us get those Bibles into the hands of those inmates. And I'm sure you will be rewarded for that by your faithful Lord. Hallelujah. So the, again, that number is 903-231-5950. And there are several selections there. Uh, tithes and offerings, uh, church plant opportunities, uh, just whatever's there, uh, you know, uh, just Bibles to inmates. And so you just text the word give to that number and help us do what God's called us all to be doing. Amen. Okay, well, part 10 of the secret and the fear of the Lord. This has been a wonderful teaching for me, and I'm thankful the Lord is giving us uh, the great truths of his word concerning these topics that he gives us, the fo certain focuses of his word, which always bring us into a greater enhancement of the Lamb. That, that is what the view is going to be. At the end of the age, when the dust settles, that is going to be the one view that all the world has is the Lamb. Hallelujah. It's going to be the Lord Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords, and he's going to have the appearance as one slain as a Lamb. You need to understand that. Jesus Christ will always bear the marks of what it cost God the Father and him for us to be grafted into that true vine, us to be forgiven of our sins and declared righteous in him and promised an eternity with him. And so it's the first thing we saw when we were born again, whether we could really explain it all, and I doubt we could, but it is what we saw in the spirit when we were born again the love of God being so powerful and so strong and so much love toward us, it, it, it was because he gave his son. I mean, God didn't love us because he gave his son. He gave his son because he loved us. You get that? It's important. God's love is toward us to such a degree that it pleased him to wound and bruise his only begotten son to be able to forgive us of our sins and iniquities. It's the first view we ever had of God. And it'll be the last view in this age as men know it now will be the victorious one who is the lamb. You can even find it in the book of Revelation when in the great, in the great tribulation, when hailstones are being thrown on people and they're hiding out in caves begging uh, uh, death to, to, to swallow them up. And they will be declaring who can stand the wrath of the lamb. They will know who they're rebelling against and they still won't repent from their sorceries, meaning their witchcraft and all the things they're trusting in, and they'll know who they're rebelling against. And when the dust settles and 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 all the enemies are scattered, and that's what it's 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 an awful awful sight. But the end of the story 
is very, very beautiful. When the dust settles, you have, behold, the Lamb of God. That's what it's going to be again. Behold the Lamb of God. And there's, that's, this is why our Father in heaven forbids that we glory in anything other than the cross of Christ because there is where all of God's victories have, have come from and through. Every victory under the Old Testament for God's people was because they were trusting in what God had promised them in a Redeemer. You and I, every victory we experience in our walk with the Lord will be his victory over us at Calvary. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I want to, I want to say that again. Every victory that you and I experience on our journey is and always traces back to our, our Lord's victory over us, over us at Calvary, not just the devil. The devil is not the only one that, was, that was, had his works destroyed at Calvary. Our faith in Jesus Christ means that we were crucified with him. We were put away. And a new creation we became in Christ Jesus. We, we couldn't be rehabilitated. We had to be gotten rid of. A lot of folk don't know that. God can't make you better. He had to get rid of you and make a brand new you, but only in Christ Jesus on Calvary's cross. That's it. Nowhere else. Amen. So that's good stuff to know. So let's turn again today, as I thought we probably would, to the book of Malachi in chapter 2. We're going to read this through today, and we're going to see the benefits of having the fear of the Lord. We're going to see the repercussions of not having the fear of the Lord. And many today do not have the fear of the Lord in their hearts because of much delusion and much confusion due to doctrine that's not sound. Listen, things that are being taught, and I'm not going to get into them today, but many things are being taught that, that, that just milk down and reduce uh, the possibility of men walking with God in a certain reverence and fear. I've, I've, I see young people being taught uh, wrong ways of, of, of relationship and fellowship with God. Like there's no reverence there. I, I watched a, a teenager, a youth in a church one time walk out and, and uh, just in the middle of a gymnasium floor and was going to pray and said, Hey God, Hey God, just let I me mean, just, and I understand God being our friend and I understand us being close with him and, and communicating with him like a friend. I understand that. But you gotta you, you know you gotta watch what you're calling a friend. And if the fear of the Lord, if there is not a fear in our hearts for our God and our Lord, that kind of stuff right there just it's not going to work. It's going to cause huge problems. It's it's a wrong concept in a mindset of God. And it will, again, a lot of things are being taught today by well-known ministers that milk down and reduce, and just really remove the fear of the Lord. 
Uh, it just removes it. And, and there's no fear of God there. And it doesn't matter if we go to church, study the word, all these things we've been commanded to do. It doesn't matter what we do or don't do. It doesn't matter. God loves us and he's, he's merciful and it, it doesn't really matter. And, and that's, there's no fear of God in that. And as you read back in the old covenant, you will see that there had to be a fear of the Lord in the heart of man. That means a respect in a reverential manner to the degree that it moved man toward God's will. You, you have to understand that. If you're not walking in the will of God according to the scriptures, not how we want to make it up today in these last deceptive and deceitful days we're living in, but according to sound doctrine, truth of the scriptures, if that's not what we're walking in, then we are not living in the fear of the Lord. Now, I want to quote this morning, as we have been doing on all our sessions, the, the very scripture that these teachings are rooted in, that these sessions that we've been teaching are rooted in, and that's Psalms 25 and 14. It's a very important scripture in the Word of God because I believe it shows us uh, why many are not focused on the covenant that Jesus said is in his blood, which meaning the cross of Christ. That's, you know, we put that behind us and then we start reaching for how God's going to work now in our lives, how God's going to work. No, it's only through the cross. And if, and if the fear of the Lord is not in the heart of men, then there's only one fear that can replace the fear of the Lord, and that's the fear of a man where we're moved by men seeking honor from men. And Jesus taught in John chapter 5, I believe it's verse 44, that if we're seeking honor from men, we won't be able to believe God. We, we won't be able to believe God. And a lot of men are seeking honor from men in the name of honoring men. Get that. I want to say that again because that is huge among the ranks that we've been around for many years. It's one thing to honor men, but it's a, it's a very deceitful and a deceptive thing that we've all, I know I've been a part of more than once or twice, calling myself honoring men while really seeking honor from those men. Wanting men to honor me instead of uh, having a greater desire for God to honor where I'm walking and what the fruit of my life is based on scriptural truth. So let me say it again. Jesus taught if we're seeking honor from men, we won't be able to believe. And again, I believe that's in John 5, 44. If I've missed it, please, if you're watching and you know where it is, put it in the notes there for everybody else in the comment section. But we need to understand Psalms 25, 14 reveals so much. It says this, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he shows them his covenant. He shows them his covenant, those who are walking in the fear of the Lord. That means, and let me say this, the fear of the Lord it don't matter where you look it up in the Bible, you're going to get this one definition, and it's this reverence for God, this revering God. And, and you know, when you revere something, you've placed your estimated value on 
that something or someone because that's what, when you reverence something, you've given it a value from your heart and it is moving you. The fear of man moves you away from the will of God while the fear of the Lord always moves you into, further into the will of God. And we've seen that in these sessions through the scriptures that we've shared. And I hope if you've missed any of them, you would go back and watch all of them. And the Lord will bless you and impart truth to your heart. Those of you who have spirit-taught hearts and you want truth to see the will of God more than you want men to see you and what you're able to do. And I know I've been there. So let me say this again. The fear of man, the Bible says more than once, is a snare. How, how It traps us and prevents us from believing properly. The fear of men, the reverence for men. And there is an honor for pastors and teachers, and there is an honor for parents. There's an honor that we give men, but it is never to be that which would cause us to be distracted from the view of the Lamb of God, that which we're being made conformable to being the death of Jesus. Philippians 3.10, 2 Corinthians 3.18, and 2 Corinthians 4.11 through 13. If it ever distracts us from the focus of the Lamb, then, then we're really doing something. We're following somebody, hoping they will recognize us and honor us for following them. And we have to be very careful in all of that. So let's quote that scripture one more time before we move on this morning. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he shows them his covenant. Now this kind of talk right here, the church doesn't like it. Israel didn't like it. This exclusivity this exclusivity where people have accused even us that preach the cross, the exclusive message through which God saves and through which God gives grace for anything. We've made, they say we've made the way too narrow. We've made it too narrow. You can't, listen. My friend, they say we don't give people half a chance. But if we preach the only message through which the only chance comes, then I believe we're giving all people a chance to be saved. Hallelujah. See how easy that was and deceitful and deceptive those other words have been. There have been many who've turned away from ministries like ours and others like ours uh, because they've honored men and men's under the... They say things with certain expressions, but really there's an under the table meaning and because they can't come right out and say what, what they want to say and people follow that. But you better find somebody focused on the cross of Christ and following them. You better be found following those who are following Christ and have the scriptural evidence to prove it. Hallelujah. Amen. So the secret of the Lord is not with everybody. And he's not showing everybody his covenant. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he shows them his covenant. So we see how the fear of the Lord is tied to 
beholding the Lamb. If you fear the Lord in your heart, if you respectfully and, and reverently honor Him from the heart, not for other men to see, but you respectfully honor and revere your God through faith in the Son He offered, then you're going to be experiencing the secret of the Lord. You're going to be beholding his covenant. And it doesn't say the benefits. It says his covenant, which was cut with his son. Amen. We're not seeking benefits. We're seeking him and his righteousness, which is a benefit, so that he can add all things to our lives. Hallelujah. So let's look a little deeper today in the book of Malachi chapter 2 where I believe the Lord will show us some wonderful truths. Go ahead and get your Bible and turn to Malachi chapter 2 and, and get your pencil and paper ready and uh, we'll see some great truths today in this second chapter of Malachi. And now, O oh ye priests, this commandment is for you. Let's stop there for a moment and ask one question. Are you born again? If you are, then you're a part of the new covenant priesthood of believers. Go back and study the priesthood and let the Holy Spirit reveal to you in the light of Christ and his sacrificial work how that pertains to you under the new covenant as being a priesthood of, uh, of the believers. Listen, you and I have been made kings and priests in the new covenant, and you need to understand what that means. And chapters like this in the old covenant will reveal light for us as far as it pertains to our mission in the new covenant. Amen. At least for those who have the fear of the Lord. If you will not hear and remember the Lord, the Lord showed me this as I've been studying the book of Malachi pertaining to this particular subject we're talking about. This is the last thing that was spoken that's written, at least, for 400 years before John the Baptist showed up declaring the way of the Lord from the wilderness. 400 years, there was a period of time where the declared word and, and the written word was absent. And it's a very interesting time period and where God was still laying out the groundwork and preparing everything. God's at work behind the scenes, but I want him at work in my heart. Hallelujah. You say, that's for those of you who say, well, God's always at work. That's absolutely right. But he only works in truth. Write this down. Psalms chapter 33, verse 4. For the word of the Lord is right and, and not something different, the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth, meaning in the, tr in, in the truth of his word, the word of truth, because that's right. That's what's right to him. Anything outside of that is not right spiritually. It's not right. Anything outside of the word of the truth is not only not right, it's not acceptable, and it's not pleasing to God, and he won't work in it. Remember that. So you and I are kings and priests under the new covenant that was cut between God the Father and God the Son, the man, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, in his blood. 
is the new covenant. So, so watch as we go through this. And those who have the fear of the Lord won't just throw these things out by a lot of these false heresies, false fleshly teachings that are everywhere today in every town and city in the world. Watch now. If you will not hear and you will not lay it to heart to give glory in, unto my name, do, do you not think this happens today? Was there ever a time in your Christian life that you weren't hearing and you weren't laying to heart the word of the Lord and you were not giving glory unto his name? Oh, yes. There have been many times that's been the case for us. Watch, if you will not hear, and if you will not lay it to heart, to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because you do not lay it to heart. <clears throat> that reminds me under, uh, of the new covenant. Paul, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul warning the church in Galatia about going back under law. Who's bewitched you? Why are you going back and observing days, weeks, months, years, uh, celebrations? Why are you going back? Why are you listening to these folks try to tell you you got to be circumcised of, the, of your own flesh? Aren't you, aren't you ladies glad? Aren't you ladies glad that that there's a new covenant, hallelujah, that you don't have to have an earthly father or an earthly husband over you to be covered. Listen, aren't you glad that there's no male or female now, Jew or Greek, bond or free, we're all one in Christ Jesus, meaning in the blood of that new covenant through faith in that sacrifice of Christ. So there's, and see, there's an opportunity for Christians to be bewitched. It's in the New Testament writings. And we can go back and a lot of people will say, well, you never believed to begin with. Well, my friend, that has made you judge. You judge. Now you're telling me that I didn't really believe. Uh-huh. So you got to be careful with all these people that will twist Scripture for their own uh, men's traditional teachings that remove the fear of God. You ought to have the fear of the Lord in your heart, and without it, you're not going to walk properly in the in the place where you should be walking. Behold, I will corrupt your seed. He's talking about their offspring. And notice the first verse: "O ye priest, this commandment is for you." You go, always stay where you are in the word. Don't speed through it because you're going to have to look back or you'll not see who this is to and what the purpose of it is. You have to see these things. Behold, I will corrupt your seed. And he's talking about rebuke your descendants and spread dung upon your faces. Even the dung, what dung is that? The dung of your solemn feasts and one shall take you away with it. Do you see this? If your faith is not right, you're going to be carried off into all sorts of wrong things. 
if your faith is not right, that means if your faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you. Well, of course I believe Jesus died on the world. Of course I believe that. No, we're talking about that's where your faith is. Do you know that when your faith is in Christ Jesus, it's not in anything else? And if it is in something else, that means it's not in Christ Jesus because your faith cannot be in Christ Jesus and something else. The something else eliminates your faith in Christ Jesus. Here's a great example. What if you were one of those people that said, I believe in Jesus, but I also believe in Buddha, and I believe in Confucius, just so one of them happens not to be right, I'm, I'm believing all of them are right. Well, that means you're not really believing any of them. Because you got to choose one. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And it's not choose those you will serve. It's choose whom you will serve. You can't serve Christ, Jesus taught, and someone else. Because if you try it, he said you're going to despise one while clinging to the other. And while you're loving one, you're going to be hating the other. So that kind of mindset is rebellion against God. So let me say it again. While you're trusting in Christ, that's the removal of trust in anything else. Because from your position in Christ, you can't trust in something or somebody else. It's only when you're not experiencing that faith in Christ, not your declaration that you got saved, and of course we believe in the cross. That's a historical belief. We're talking about now faith is. We're talking about I'm believing in Christ and what he did for me on the cross, not just to save me initially, but so that I can bear forth the fruits of of his righteousness so that I can experience his overcoming power and I don't have to keep this same gossiping tongue all my life making excuses of why I can't be delivered from it. Because as I am doing that, that means I must be trusting in something else because the Bible says I can be free from anything and everything. And though I may slip up here and there, it's not going to dominate me. Listen carefully. We're no longer under the law, but under grace. And because of that, as long as we don't fall from grace, Galatians chapter five, and really the whole book of Galatians, then we can experience the overcoming power of the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ by which we live, Galatians 2.20, and what we used to do, we don't have to do anymore. And when you're making excuses for why you're not walking in deliverance, excuses for our sin, we're not experiencing the fear of the Lord. Because if we were, he'd be showing us his covenant, and if we're seeing his covenant be holding the lamb, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18, we're being made conformable unto the death of the lamb out from which the life-flowing power of our God comes so that we can express Christ and not ourselves and our failures. Glory be to God. And again, for those who hear this kind of teaching and, and think we're teaching perfection, you're wrong. There is no such thing outside of Christ. He's the only perfect one who's ever lived, and we won't 
be perfect until we're with him. But we can live being delivered from things that hinder our witness and hinder the will of God, hinder the expression of Christ in our lives. Hallelujah. We can be delivered if our hearts would fear the Lord and then he would show us his covenant and we could walk in the very power of what that covenant paid for us to have. That is the secret of the Lord that those have who fear him. My goodness, praise the Lord. And you know, Psalms 25, 14 also reveal why those who hear the way of the cross, I'm talking about people who've been saved. They believed in Jesus and what he did at Calvary and they were born again. But now they've, they've <clears throat> turned to this or that to be the power to overcome sin. I know what I'm talking about. I lived there for years. And I watch people even today who get convicted of sin and they go to speaking in other tongues. Well, you're not going to get free from your bondage by speaking in other tongues. And if you disagree with what I'm saying right now, it's because you don't have the fear of the Lord in your heart. Because if you did, he'd be showing you his covenant. And he's not going to point you to you doing anything to be free from your sin or the bondage of any aspects of sin. He's going to point you to the very view you have to take and you have to have that which you have to be beholding to be being changed into the image of that which you're being made conformable to and that's the death of Jesus. Write it down. Philippians 3 and 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 11 and 12. If you have the fear of the Lord in your heart, then you're going to value the scriptures, the truth of the scriptures above what any denominational preacher is showing you and trying to get you to alter the view. They don't mean to do it on purpose, even though they would say you, the cross is there and it got us saved. Now we need to move on. God did his part at Calvary. Now we need to do our part. Let me tell you something about our part. It's beholding the lamb, hallelujah. Our part, you might say, is loving your wife and, and submitting to your husband and raising your children in the admonition of the Lord and finding your functionable place in the body of Christ and, 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 and taking care of the orphan, orphans and, and widows. And you'd be absolutely right. But if you don't understand that God, the Holy Spirit, is always delivering you unto death, all that other stuff is just going to be you working Working, you working. It ain't going to be the Holy Spirit working. He only gives the power of God to us as we will accept the place he's delivering us to in all things. These preachers that go and say, I'm going to be, I'm going to be teaching on prophecy all weekend, but they're not preaching Christ, who is the, the, the spirit of prophecy, is the testimony of Jesus, uh, Revelation chapter 19. They ain't doing nothing but filling the heads of the people with knowledge. The knowledge God, listen, he establishes his people with grace. In the book of Revelation, I believe, or Hebrews, I believe it tells us that in chapters 13. Uh, let me go look. Let's go check this out right quick. This is beautiful. Let's see. Hebrews, is it 13, chapter 8? Uh, yes, it's Hebrews, chapter 13, 9. Well, write this down. This will bless you tremendously. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 8 and 9. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. 
We quote that verse, but let's keep reading. Be not carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied by them. And that goes for us even today by being occupied in things such as the purpose-driven life and the promise keepers and the government of 12 and the walk of Emmaus and the this and the that and the new fads of 2024 that will creep in under the guise of God going to use this to, to help you and deliver you from bondages and all they'll be again this year is distractions that distract away from the enhancement of our view of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So here we see that God establishes our hearts with, get this, the wording is very important, with grace. And that's the grace by which Jesus tasted death by on Calvary's cross. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. But not only does he establish his people's hearts with grace, and it's grace alone, but he also does it in righteousness. Let's look at Isaiah. I hadn't been here in a while. Isaiah 54, verse 14. It's so beautiful to the heart that is a spirit-taught heart today. These scriptures are beautiful and precious and comforting to the spirit-taught hearts. Watch Isaiah chapter 54, verse 14. In righteousness you shall be established. In, that's a place. The coffee is in the cup. In means that it's a place. God establishes our hearts only with grace and only in righteousness. Get this. Proverb, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 5, somewhere around verse 20 or 21 says that we reign by grace through, there it is, righteousness. Get this. So watch Isaiah 54 and 14. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. You shall not fear. You shall not fear. And from terror. Get this now. Let's read it again. Because those who God is able to establish, he's not able to establish his people just automatically. If he were, we don't need the book of Galatians warning the church of Galatia. We don't need the letter to the church in Sardis telling them they had a name that they're alive and got it all going on, but they're dead. We don't need the letter to the church to Laodicea with the Lord Jesus knocking on the door attempting to get back into fellowship with them. We don't need those things if, 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 if walking with the Lord is just automatic, if it doesn't require a good fight of faith, if we don't need the fear of the Lord, if we can't, if we can't ever be out of fellowship, if we can't ever be in trouble, if we can't ever fall from grace, if we can't ever remove ourselves from him, then we don't need a lot of what's written in the New Testament. So when we see that we do need to honor the scriptures more than we honor what men have tried to tell us, come on now, you got to exalt God's word in your own heart above men 
and sometimes even your own preacher. A lot of y'all need to get up and get out and get somewhere where sound doctrine is being presented because let me tell you, sound doctrine will bring forth the fear of the Lord in the heart of the child of God. That's what does it. That's what produces the fear of the Lord, proper sound doctrine. Watch this now, Isaiah 54 and 14. In righteousness shall you be established. You shall be far from oppression. I like that. In the world today, in the world, everybody's oppressed and depressed. Get it? It's an ugly and a real thing. And I hate it for people. But the promise of God is that in righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear. See, perfect love cast out fear. Perfect love cast out fear. Perfect love, what's perfect love? I need it if it cast out fear. It's the perfect love of God manifest in Christ on Calvary's cross as the Lamb. God loving you so much to not impute your sin to you, but to reconcile you unto himself through the death, the suffering of his son, the shedding of his blood, the pouring out of his soul unto death on the cross. Hallelujah. So he says, you shall be you shall not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near you. You can't tell me that the time we're living in right now and the way things are right now, not just in our nation, but all over the world, that we don't need this truth activated in experience in our lives. Amen. Yes, we do. I need to be being established by my God and he won't do it outside of righteousness which means he won't do it outside of my exclusive faith in Christ who was made unto me righteousness. 1 Corinthians 1.30 at the cross. That's where he took my sin and made me righteous in him. And that's where I must maintain and fight the good fight to keep my faith there and nowhere else and not accept all these fads that creep in under the guise of God helping us through these things. No, no, he's not going to. Not if they're not pointing to the cross. If they're not pointing to the cross. Anything in our lives that we're using and putting scripture to that is not enhancing the view of the Lamb is not right for us to be partaking and participating in. You need to understand that. The promise of God is that the path of the just shall shine more until that perfect day. Somebody ought to be shouting this morning. The path he puts you on, if you're still on it, being the path of righteousness is going to be found to you, to your heart, shining brighter. Is the path that God puts you on shining greater? Are you walking in a greater revelation of the one who is the path? If you are, then you have a burning desire to share these great truths with others whether it be face-to-face -face or it be on social media, whatever the case, if the path you're on is getting brighter, you can't help but share it. Hallelujah. So that, that was, man, that, that blessed my soul. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So let's get back to Malachi chapter 2 now because how we got drifted off into that was because of the reality of us being priests in the priesthood of the new covenant, the priesthood of believers under the new high and eternal high priest, Jesus Christ, 
at which we have been made, but we can still find ourselves not functioning in that capacity properly. I've been there. You've been there. Most of the church is there right now because they're accepting all these fads that do not enhance the view of the Lamb, does not make the path brighter, but it only distracts from what God is trying to do in their hearts. And they're blessed their hearts. I was there. I know what I'm talking about. They're begging God for revival. Lord, send the glory. If they behold the glory he's already expressed to them, they'd be changed into that glorious image and be found going from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord, begging God for his glory, begging God for revival, but not accepting the message of the cross, the focus of Calvary, the, and, and the refusal of becoming determined to know nothing other than Christ and him crucified so that they can finally allow God to establish them in righteousness. You see, folks trying to get us to move away from the focus of the Lamb by using other words and, and changing our, our vocabulary so that we can learn other things and, and help those in this status and help those in that status. The Bible says there's one gospel in one way for all men, whether they're poor, whether they're rich, whether they're slow in their minds or very intellectual, the gospel will save everybody and anybody because it's not you and I having an ability to talk anybody into anything. It's the gospel in which the power of God is found and offered by the Spirit of God to men. We just present that throughout Genesis to Revelation. We can't talk anybody into fearing the Lord, into salvation. It takes the Holy Spirit. And we have to remember that. If we don't, then we'll start saying foolish things like, well, and I've been told this over 20 years ago. I was told, well, you, and it's because I was very, very poor in financial matters. We were very, very impoverished financially. People were having to give us money to buy our kids diapers and help us buy food uh, many years ago. And all that was because of false doctrine, all of it. That's how we ended up with that. And a woman told me one time who, who she loved the Lord and, 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 and wanted to see the things of God take place. But listen, tears and a desire in your heart if you are ignorant of God's one, one prescribed way of victory in which he establishes us with grace and in righteousness, it doesn't matter how many tears we cry or how sincere we are. We'll just be sincerely wrong. And God won't honor it anyway. That's where we really make a fatal mistake. But a, the lady told me, she said, Curtis, I think you're called to minister to the poor people. And this minister over here who had all kind of money coming in, he's called to minister to people of his status. God don't do things that way. God takes the very intellect, most intellectual people, the people who are most knowledgeable in the word of God and sends them out uh, look at Paul. Look at Paul. He was more than likely the next Gamaliel in line to take over. And, and God sent him out to an ignorant heathen world, the Gentiles like us. Uh-huh. And he just sent an old stinky fisherman to minister to the Jews there in Jerusalem. Think about it. Think about it. God doesn't do things the way we do. 
His ways are far above our ways, as far as the heavens are above the earth, just like his thoughts are not like our thoughts. So watch this now. Let's move on this morning. Malachi chapter 2, verse 4. And you shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you. Who? You priests. This is relevant for today. I want you to know, if you don't think this is relevant for today, then you don't understand how the scriptures work. The old covenant scriptures come to light in the new covenant. The old covenant, you've heard it time and time again. Here it goes again. The old covenant is the new covenant concealed. The new covenant is the old covenant revealed. So this plays a part in our lives and we need to study the Old Covenant Scriptures because they come to light for us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Watch now, verse 4. And you shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you that my covenant might be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. And I'm not going too deep into that, but you'll need to go back and listen to the last session concerning Levi and why the covenant was with Levi uh, and it was because when Moses came down the mountain and, and, and they'd already built a golden calf in 50 days later after they'd been brought out of Egypt by God with the strong, mighty right hand of God, and they'd already forgotten about the blood on the doorpost. They'd built a golden calf, and Moses comes down and says, who's on the Lord's side? And only a portion of the Levites, not even all the Levites, but a portion of the Levites came out prophetically revealing the very name of Levi means joined together. Joined together. And from that moment on, the Lord began to call the Levites those who were joined to him, those people his own. The Levites are mine. And, and I told you in the last session, I began to see that in the scriptures so many years ago and I was like, What's the Lord calling Levites his own people when all of them are his own people? But those he called his own are those who were faithful in the priesthood. Amen. And all Christians are in the new covenant priesthood. It's not like it was in the old covenant where it was just one family well, really, one tribe, then one family, then one man, then one day a year that one man would go in and offer the blood for himself and his house and the nation. In the new covenant, it's whosoever will, and when they will be a believer in Christ Jesus and his sacrificial work on the cross, they become a priest in the new covenant. So this helps us to see in the old covenant to some degree what our duties are and the importance of it. And you shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you that my covenant might be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 5, my co covenant was with him of life and peace. And I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me. You see that? The fear of the Lord allows the door 
of your heart to be open for God to give you the view of the new covenant. And with the view of the new covenant, the focus of the new covenant, that being the blood of Jesus, the cross of Christ, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, brings the expression of Christ into your life. That's the greatest benefit we have is being able to express the very life of the one who saved us. It's not all the things that are the focus today. And, you know, I've got a nice home, praise be to God. I've got a beautiful wife, praise be to God. And I mean that. And I've got this and I've got that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He does bless his people. He takes care of his people. But but the danger is getting all focused in all the blessings that will cause us to begin to have less of the view that is being enhanced of the lamb, but it's becoming dim by the blessings. Oh, the blessings. If we get focused on the blessings, because we once sought God's kingdom and his righteousness and he began to add to our lives, don't think it's not possible to get focused on the things he's added to our lives and become unfaithful to seek his kingdom and his righteousness because the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Never forget that. My covenant was with him, Levi, of life and peace. And I gave them to him for the fear. Where I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me. The reverence in his heart toward me where, wherewith he, he reverenced me. Watch, and was afraid before my name. Do you fear the Lord? Is the fear of the Lord in your heart to the degree that when false doctrine is presented to you, wherever you may be, do you care enough about people to say, well, the Bible says. I'm not talking about being ugly and going around trying to correct everybody in the world, but on your job, at the break table, on, on, in your family, around the table, your friend circle, your whatever. when people begin to bring in uh, things that are unscriptural and unbiblical, instead of you uh, sitting there pretending that you're going along with them, which you are if you're not bringing the scriptural truth that would help them out of the, the bondage of the lie they're participating in, my friend, that's not love. That's not love. Well, I'm leaving it up to God. Yes, if you truly mean that and the fear of the Lord is in your heart, you're going to understand that God puts you in their life in that position to be able to re reveal scriptural truth. You can't reveal it to them, but you can at least tell them what God has said. He has to reveal it to the heart but you have to have the fear of the Lord. How do you think a portion of the Levites came out from among all their family members that refused to be on the Lord's side? You see, all the rest of them stayed where they were with the golden calf, and I'm sure they were all saying, well, we all on the Lord's side. We all God's people. You remember when the people in the book of Numbers said that and God opened up the earth and swallowed those three families and everything that pertained to them up in the, in the earth, swallowed them up and destroyed them because they were saying, we all holy just like Moses and Aaron. They were trying to rebel and usurp the authority of the ones God put in their lives to be his authority in their lives. And God said, we're not going to have that. There's no fear in their hearts. 
And, and listen, it's the same way today. Paul even told the church in Corinth, if we're not discerning the Lord's body properly, many are weak, many are sick, and many are dying prematurely because they're not discerning the Lord's body. Let's go look that up this morning and see where it's at specifically. And uh, I believe it's, uh, it's well, it's not there. And uh, let's see. Let's try it here. Here it is. For, and again, how I did that, for those of you who are learning to use your Bible software on your smart machines, I put in the words in the search bar, discerning, then the word and, then the word body with a space in between them. And it brings up where those two words are in the Bible verse, and it's 1 Corinthians eleven twenty nine. For he that eats and drinks, and he's talking about partaking of communion in the worship services here. For he that eats and drinks unworthily, eats and drinks damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep, which means they're dead. They're dying prematurely. Not discerning the Lord's body properly is due to a lack of the fear of the Lord because the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he shows them his covenant. You have to be beholding the covenant, which is Jesus Christ and him crucified, to be being changed into the view of that glory that you're being made conformable to, which is the death of Jesus, Philippians 3.10, to be able to be found going from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. You have to be, you have to have the fear of the Lord in your heart. And so, do we accept the excuses that men bring to the table and our own lustful flesh bring to the table? Well, I ain't, I ain't got to go to church. I, I, you ain't got to read your Bible. No, you, you don't have to go to church to be saved or you don't have to read your Bible to be in a Bible study to be saved, but you do have to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ who laid his life down for the forgiveness of your sins. And if that's not what you're believing, you're still not saved. And even if you did get saved by believing that one truth you have to believe in your heart to be saved, if you're not believing that now, I'm not talking about believing it happened. I'm talking about believing that as God's only answer for you to be able to love your wife like you should, submit to your husband like you should, raise your children like you should, because he's always delivering you unto the covenant, which is the death of Jesus, 2 Corinthians 4, 11, so that, verse 12, death can work in you, and then life can work through you. And if that's not where we're at, it's because we've been seduced. We've been lied to. We've been sitting under distractors who point us away from what the true light of the scriptures are that Jesus said or the testimony of him. And what's the testimony of Jesus? The covenant, the new covenant, the promise of redemption. 
Hallelujah. It's been a great session today. We might just come here again on the next session, being this coming Friday morning. So join us here. Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. And again, you can find these sessions on the YouTube channel later on Curtis Hutchinson 316, or you can find them where we've done them live, just like this one, on the Crossway Church, Queen City, Texas Facebook page. I encourage you, if the Lord has stirred your heart today, it's the fear of the Lord he's teaching you. It's the fear of the Lord he's teaching you so that you can walk and carry with you this great secret. And you will be beholding his covenant. And you will be being changed, not by hard things you go through, but by the glory of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord, as he takes you from glory, that you're beholding that image you're being made conformable to the death of Jesus, to glory. Don't take your eyes off the Lamb. Don't take your eyes off the lamb. That's why God forbids that we boast in anything other than the cross of Christ. You can teach prophecy. You can teach love, repentance, forgiveness, faith, marriage, family, uh, uh, duty. You can teach anything God's called you to teach in the many doctrines of the word of God. But if they're not touching, if they're not touching that form of doctrine that made you sound then what you're trying to walk in is not going to be sound either. Glory be to God for this great revival. He's offering all the church in all the world to come back to the place they began, their first love, so they can be revived and walk with him in the light in which he's walking. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Don't forget to visit the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store icon, see the other things that are there. And I pray that today, would be the day that our, our God's faithful hand hears the cry of your heart. He hears you, my friend. But I pray today would be the day he finds your heart yielded to your union with his son through faith where you came together in his death. There you'll find God where he wrought his power in the very death of Jesus to raise him from the dead, to give you a touch of that resurrection power in life today. I pray it be for every aspect of your being, body, soul, and spirit. May the Lord touch you greatly today. Today, right now, call on him in the name of Jesus. If the Lord stirs your heart, pray for us. Pray for us as we stand in this great grace. And if the Lord stirs your heart to give an offering to him through this ministry, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com. The website is very secure, protected. You can also text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. He loves you. I love you. And I'll see you next time. Until then... Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. We'll see you then.